Welcome to the first episode of Bro Taste This. I am, of course, Luis Pablo, joined as always with Juan Legend and Jay Motherfucking May. This first episode, we talk about how we met each other, some of the stories that we had in our first restaurant jobs, some political issues, some weekly topics, and of course, my digestive issues that will never end. So, thank you for joining us. What's the name of this one? I'm on Shackle. Oh, nice. Shackle, Where's it from? Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucked up name when you think about it. And <laughs> <laughs> it's made by the prisoner. Bro, you gotta keep that in here. <laughs> yeah. See? Guys, these are the times. I'm pretty that sure we were recording. We are recording. We're recording. We're recording. It's literally made by the so racist. <laughs> Dude, it's we're from the, California. It's from California. What, what made you think? Come up, what made you think that made them come up with that name? Probably, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> what made me <laughs> come up? With that? <laughs> yeah, it was just, I didn't come up with the name. Clearly, <laughs> clearly a slave owner. Who was like, you know, it'd be really funny. A plantation owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Freedom is a state of mind. Oh, there's some bullshit. <laughs> He's like, you're free already, boy. State of mind or law. Well, you know the Confederate flag is because uh, of state rights and nothing else. I think it really big it. That's a big one. <sighs> Let me just check the audio. Yeah, that's how I determine what wine to buy now. Like, I look it up on that app, and if it's not above 4.0, I don't, I don't Yeah, buy. you don't fuck with that? Damn, that's a great, great resource oh for that reason alone. It's because you don't know. Yeah, you know, right. I try something new all the time, but it's like, there's like, gonna pay 26, 30 plus nah, dollars. No point, you know, you yeah. want to get something that's quality. Yeah. Kind of spicy. It is. Good point. That's a good like way to describe kinda, it. It's like fruity and spicy really at the cool. same time. Mm-hmm. Like a like fruity. a robo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Jesus. Fruity, spicy, Spanish. and juicy all at the same time. Kind of like really that, good you know? wine. Yeah. That is true. I am pretty fruity and spicy. Yeah. Damn, that was a whole bottle. And oh, the Prisoner Wine Company. It's I told the same you guys. one. That's that one. Yeah, I told you guys. Yeah, that's a Prisoner. Where'd you get that print? I stole it from cafe. The whole, the. That portrait, yeah, I stole it from Cafe. Okay, like, that's And she's like, I think we're tossing this. And I was like, no, you're not. Oh, okay. When you said stole it, I thought you took it off the wall. Because well, it was on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I literally thought you took it off it the wall. It was on the wall the by the computer by the bar. So it was like on that back one. Oh, I do remember it. And then she's like, oh, I'm trying to get rid of this. And I was like, I'll take it. And she's like, all right. So I just took it off her hands. So look how nice it looks. Like it's black and white. Yeah. It's, you know? It's beautiful. I have no idea what the story contains about it. But I just know he was like a prisoner and they're like, hey, we're going to make a wine of you. And he's like, can I get my freedom? They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But we're going to make a wine <laughs> Use you for some marketing. <laughs> in, in like 40 years, people are really going to enjoy this. 
In 40 years. <laughs> 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 so he's like, alright. I guess that's fine with me. Alright, man. Wine's interesting. Wine is interesting. Just because it's subjective. Like, it's not even the fact that it tastes better yeah. or that it was made differently, but it's like the name. The name can make like thousands and thousands of dollars difference on the bottle. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Like, all the marketing and perception. It's like how people come to prestige, you know? the prestige yeah. winery, like their their wine just costs way more, even yeah. though it's, yeah. it's not much better. It's how people feel about Caymans. Like as soon as they see it on the menu, they're like, "Yeah, I'll get one of those." Yeah, for like no reason. At all. Yeah, it's not even that great of a cab. The times I've had Caymans, I've always been unimpressed. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm expecting it to like change my mind about Cabernets, but at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, I don't, like this is better. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a fucking good cab. So a really good cab. I honestly, I think at the price point, that this is a must buy. Yeah, twenty six dollars. Twenty six. Oh, seriously. Mm-hmm. This is like something you want to enjoy with like people who know wine. Yeah. I uh, I only go to that shop and the cheese and wine. Um, Wait, Geneva, the bottle shop. No, no, no. It's called Cheese and Wine. Richmond. Cheese and Wine Factory in Richmond. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, and the guy selects the wine himself, so he only buys what he like likes to drink. Oh, so, okay. So everything's like priced like weird if he has a weird special or it has like things that he likes. So Dude, aren't, aren't those cheese and wine factories like ginormous? No, no, no. It's not a factory. It's cheese house. Cheese and wine that's, house. Yeah. That, sorry, that's what, it, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. usually those stores is like they're right off the highway and they're pretty big. No? That's what, yeah. This that, one is it's, it's not that big, but the guy says he picks out his inventory personally. This yeah. might be privately owned. Yeah. No, I'm sure they do like yeah. wine tastings there too. And yeah. they have like weird specials sometimes where it'd be like, you buy six, you get like, you give you like a whole case, like that stuff. Like, I don't know, he has weird specials with the yeah. bottles of wine there. Oh, it is good though. We need more places like that. Cause every time, have you been to the wine shop in Lake Geneva? Um, the bottle shop wine? downtown. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. But when you walk in there, kind of like, what is this? Yeah, it just yeah. feels like a very marketed, liquor store that happened to have wine overpriced too yeah i was looking up dude i could i could find the same bottle of wine like eight dollars cheaper somewhere else yeah it's like not it's kind of the, the convenience of it being an lg you know during mm-hmm. the and, downtown. and downtown and i think you can drink there no yeah you can drink you there. can mm-hmm. yeah i think you can buy the bottle you can buy the bottle and go outside you don't want to change my mind. About this <laughs> I was gonna say I low, I low key did I low key kind of like that place. There. I low really? key kind of and you, they sell cheese. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it means nothing. But <laughs> I get oh, true. That. But like crackers and sauces yeah, and shit. Sure. Like that. That's kind of cool. Let's see if you lactate pills. Yeah, I got lactate pills on me always. There's someone on the table there, and I really enjoy having wine with cheese. But it's like. At what cost? <laughs> <laughs> like when you have alcohol, it already kind of ruins my insides yeah. and you add cheese to it. Yeah. Like those desserts that Otto made the other day, I have like three or four bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want red wine coming in and red wine coming in. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I just blended everything I ate in the last two days and it's pushing out of me. But <laughs> it's good, man. That's the problem. Yeah, that mascarpone dessert that she made the other day. Just, oh, you phenomenal. just demolished Dude, it. And like my life is like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I can't keep up. Like, <laughs> I ate two. So yeah, what are you doing I, to me? <laughs> I ate like two lactic and I had like four of those bars. Like, what was the point? I might as well have no lactic. That was a nut even. <laughs> <laughs> bro, 
sent a, high, a couple of high school players against a fucking NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not good. Yeah, dude. Mars Capone is the NBA of dairy. Oh, for sure. I get a block of brie in the fridge if you guys want some. No. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> that honestly would have been good. Yeah, it would have been so, good. But it's still up there. I can go grab it. Yeah, maybe not. But, all right, let's, uh, let's dive into some news that I wanted to bring up to get your guys' opinion. Uh, the NFL comes back this week. Oh, I fucking love that. No one really cares. <laughs> <laughs> Another season of NFL. What's different? See, should uh, I be you excited? Can, you can say that about any sport. I mean, hey. okay, you can't say it about soccer Why? because everybody. You might have to scoot in one. Okay, I, I was gonna say I'll, I'll make this like short. Sell the NFL to me. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll make this like lame kind of pitch to it for that, this season that I see like some parallel strings with the NFL and like some of the older superstars okay. um, specifically Tom Brady and uh, the fact that he's quite literally won seven championships like before Tom Brady uh, the like Jordans of the NFL uh, were Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana who had both won four and he's won seven he's won seven so he's like Taken for granted on a level. <laughs> he's taken for granted on a level that like, like he's such a pretty golden boy that the media kind of loves to hate him and use him as a villain. Well, but like it... us as a common fan, take him for granted on a level that we don't really even understand until he retires. Like he oh, is literally sure, sure. going for number eight. He's gonna double the golden the boys second of, most of the NFL before him. He's gonna double them. You see, that's the way I feel about him though. It's like, why would I? care about the he's, NFL because he's moved on to a different team yeah that's impressive they, at, that season they won it in their first season and, yeah, and they was, won it at, in uh, the hometown where they played the Super Bowl as well yeah isn't that like the first time ever that's that the they win that in the, the, the home team won yep Tampa yeah see that's impressive but this season I'm like okay Aaron Rodgers gets one more year and then he's I, I think the honestly I think the the Packers and um, the Bears are kind of interesting on the surface teams, but they're gonna. I don't know. They're kind of. They are who they thought they were. Like right. the Bears are gonna unravel before the end of the season, and the Packers are gonna make it to the NFC Championship and not not, not do anything. Not go on beef beyond that. Fair enough. Yeah. See, I, I like football, and I feel like it was a younger, but at a casual level, or yeah, I feel like at a casual level, I feel like. The, I feel like the most exciting to me about football, honestly, is fantasy football. Like well, I, I'm not into fantasy football, but, but which is like, I think you should because it's like it's, it's the really most well, well, it's like well organized fantasy league that I've ever done. Well, like, it's also based on stats because the stats just make why. sense. The stats make sense, like yeah. yards, ten yards, the wide receiver. That's a point. Football is so like soccer. It's like no, you can't. No. It's a big mesh of things going oh, on, and you yeah, can't. Yeah. You can't like can't grade it. You, you can't grade it, right? Right. But well, football is like the play starts. You get ten yards, therefore you're gonna make it ten points. You make a touchdown of sixty or ten uh, six points. Right. That's yeah. the only way I'd get into football and if I was doing fantasy. It's like then I would have to really fantasy. I I think. I think it would have been a different story too if you guys would have ever like played like flag football or something. I, I used to yeah, play that was, was younger. that was my thing too. Like I've never played yeah. football competitively. Yeah. So to me, it's like I don't. Yeah. And that's the thing about other sports. Like I really like basketball because I enjoy playing it. I really like soccer because I enjoy playing it. I like watching tennis. Like I get into the tennis, but 
I couldn't tell you who's like coming up. I can just like see the yeah. tournament and be like, mm-hmm. all right, like the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the problem with NFL for me. And it's like, I don't feel like they're doing enough things different that like this year, Messi left Barcelona, Ronaldo left Juventus. Like the transfer market in soccer was like the craziest it's ever been. So this upcoming season, it's like Jesus Christ. Like, well, if if you're talking like that, like, um, are there moves like yeah, that in NFL? Like, for example, moves all the time. Like all the time, yes, but this season. For example, this season there was five first round quarterbacks, like in the draft. In the draft, um, okay, so that's a long So that's like five teams that are literally going through. A, um, a, a quarterback rebuild, yeah. and they're literally throwing out on um, like uh, t- the t- new talented like golden boy of their of this era. You mm-hmm. know, like that's five teams at once doing that, including the Patriots, Cam Newton, who right. just let go of Cam Newton. Who's yeah, like, I did hear about that. Just like who I heard is really good. Yeah, who yeah he dresses like Harriet Tubman apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which yeah. is kind of my favorite part. Of it. <laughs> And the other thing I want to ask is kind of, I, I love the I love I love the meme where they put him next to one of the other starting quarterbacks as this really fat. Oh, that's that's the dude who beat him, bro. And he's just jacked. That's the dude who beat him. Yeah, for his spot. Mac Jones. Mac, that's like yeah. He's just this like flubby dad bod, like like kind of front of the class white boy, you know, yeah, like a lunch pill. Yeah, bro. Lunch pill. You know, a real gym <laughs> rat, you know. That just goes to you show. You know what, Jim? He's a real go-getter. Yeah. When he's on the field. <laughs> that just goes to show hard work will never get you where you want to be. No. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many games into the season until people start protesting about any number of things before people start complaining again? Because I'm thinking like five. Complaining about what? what? Kneeling? Kneeling, you know, kneeling, kneeling during the national anthem. I, feel I like, don't know, man. I like, think I think week one it's gonna be. You know what? Fuck it. Like, I feel like that's gone. Is it? Yeah, I feel like, like they kind of stamped it out. Real in hard. the Premier League, they're doing it every game still. Like right before the yeah. whistle blows. And I mean, the, and oh, and the I know England has its like own racial issues, but the, the NFL, we've had a few more recently. <laughs> I feel like they're over it at this is it, point. Is it like, the, the NFL's owners like have like this? fucking iron grip on the league That's dude, right. where they can blackball players at like a, a, just a phone call away yes. and they do that on a regular basis and they did that to like two or three superstars um, that, that took Colin Kaepernick's side so so like threatening them no they, they they blackballed them they like stopped hiring them on, on in the really? NFL really? yeah well good thing Colin Kaepernick got that Nike deal so. yeah <laughs> other than other than Colin there yeah. was like a few other like really significant like really good players that um, yeah, followed or like did the same, off. and then they after like one more team they were like you're done like you're too you're too much of a liability. So like the players see that and they're yeah. like nope we're we're good boys <laughs> I will put my hand on my heart and I will sing the oh say again you say <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I think those issues are just are just something that's so like simply just miscommunication, <laughs> like just not saying your side of the story the right way. Like, I would agree. I think it's like no, not, I don't no, think no, it's I don't the, agree I don't, know, I don't know if it's the issue at hand completely. I think it's more of like just communicating and what they're trying to communicate. You know, they just they're Honestly, the other person's bro, brain just can't understand. The it. the dude communicated it pretty fucking clearly. He was like, Governor? "Yeah, I have this Navy SEAL friend who told me to kneel because that's more respectful. So I'm gonna kneel for like the victims of police brutality." Yeah. 
And then... But then what's the other person's response? Exactly. They're like they they think he's America, love it or leave it. Yeah. Exactly. They think they think they're they're disrespecting the other side. That's what I'm saying. Miscommunication. They're not understanding. But I feel like that's not a miscommunication. That's a, that's a lack I don't wanna fucking understand you. That's a lack right, of but there's a way there's if there has to be a way that they would understand, you know what I mean? There has to be But I think there like, has to be. I think there's like a You know what I mean? I think well, yeah, the, you don't think it's someone the benefit of that, that there has to be a way to get like not not to get your point across but like, even think it's yeah, right, but I think there's probably there probably it has to there probably can be, but like living in the media universe where we do right. where like you only hear the where like clicks are money and yeah. and uh you know, like they have the profit incentive. They're they're not in it to fucking like tell the real tell sides. The full story. They're like yeah. trying to get clicks. They're trying to, get clicks. They're trying to make money. Sides like, and, like, the, like these media institutions were basically dead five years ago. Like, yeah. The all these like um, big New York Times, Washington Post, <laughs> Washington Post got bought off by Bezos for a reason because they were about to fucking die. <laughs> like all these writers' rooms were all gonna fucking close. So then, like, Facebook ads basically came in here and was, like, yeah. save their fucking life. And they're, like, it's trying true. to get as many clicks as possible any way you can. Okay. Yeah, you said five years ago, and that kind of does add up in my head of, like, that when was, did you first start seeing, like, click share and all and this, the, like, uh, And, like, these angry headlines aren't even picked up by the writers, bro. They're, or, like, these uh, provocative headlines mm-hmm. are not picked up by writers. They're, like... A lot of the it's times, like it's like separate team, this, there's this like I would guess. a mix of algorithms and editors that are like, what's gonna right. attract the most eyes and piss off the most people? Yeah, like, what's gonna get people to share? So, like, well, you're probably right. Like, you gotta give people the benefit of the doubt because, like, at the end of the day, people kind of want to live happily, like in peace. And, like, yeah, right. You know, like, like, not be yeah, pissed off. Mm-hmm. Not be not right. And at the end of the day, that's kind of. Like I won't be able to go outside without like driving across the street yeah. with like my asshole up my throat because I saw a cop. You know, yeah. like he's like, kind of saying the same thing, but like so. So in, in that in that case with the media, do you think the media should be somewhat controlled, somewhat um, not controlled completely, but like you know regulated a little bit better? Do you think that's that should be a thing? I think it's gotten a little better. I I had I had heard that like the media used to have like um, pre Ronald Reagan, uh, they used to have um, a rule or some shit where you had to present things like almost like a both sides shit, right? And while on the surface, I almost kind of disagree with that. Like it kind of seems like I don't know. Have y'all ever stumbled upon like? talk show YouTube like the 1960s yes. or anything like that not 1960s but just like old school 1950s I've seen clips of like, like, like Carson and whatnot yeah just like I don't know I feel like the fucking conversations on talk shows like who do they have do you spill oh that's not that bad they had this I remember on this one particular show they had Carl Sagan like Sam who's Carl Sagan you don't know who Carl Sagan is Outside my head, he's like the new, like the much more serious Neil deGrasse Tyson of his era. Oh, really? He he taught at, at like Stanford. Mm-hmm. He had like three doctorates or some ridiculous amount or something like yeah. that. He was like a real, like just 
astrophysicist and like that sort of thing right mm -hmm. um and he was like he did the talk show circuit on a regular basis talk politics mm -hmm. and all that shit and like there there's um there's just like this bounty of characters like that yeah. that that are totally fucking missing like from like modern People american just, like, actually, well i think you only get that now from a podcast you that's don't true. actually that's get a good point. You, that's a good but point. Then, Maybe the medium has just changed, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest that's difference is like you do get people that are kind of quote deeper. unquote both sides, but you do get them you have to kind of like reach out for it, like on NPR or like I said on a podcast. Because as much as I mean lately you can say whatever you want, but like Rogan for a while was that person who would have on people that were technically both sides, not really like yeah. You would have people that were super right wing and super left wing. I mean, he had Bernie Sanders on, and yeah. So it's like you kind of get, but like I said, you only get that on podcast. But you would need to know what podcast to get it from. Yeah, you need to be like, hey, this is the podcast I listen to. Mm -hmm. But unless you you know which podcast, then you're kind of yeah, because because I I even notice it for myself. Like I'll only digest a certain media group or a certain political side, right? And then I'm like, I need to go out and look. It's, yeah, and I don't even like watching news just because I feel like it's so one-sided. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to watch. You don't know how to, like, I don't know how to digest. I don't. I don't know. I just don't. Not important just... enough. Like I would love. I've always said this. I would love a show where a guy just brings a big whiteboard, brings <laughs> someone who's like on this side and this side, and digest both their points, yeah. and then try to find common. Like just yeah. take the time to find the common ground between between them. Like no arguing, but just like common ground like where right. are you right where do i feel like i'm not getting what i want yeah you know just try to understand each other i feel like that would just be like a great news segment for people that are like you know what i mean that are just well it would be but it's just unless you have people who want to be informed but no one wants to be informed people just want to be i feel like people want to be people informed, want to be informed but like like what i was saying with like the media brothers mm -hmm. no the profit isn't in informing people right. the profit no. isn't keeping you it's kind of either it's, angry or scared. Right, it's entertainment. Uh, it's like entertainment, infotainment, one, literally. Yeah. Let's make it non-profit then. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you know, that is what NPR is, and that is what the BBC is, too. Okay. Like, um, so, like, other countries do have that. Mm -hmm. um, actually, funny enough, you say that, mm -hmm. where, where you... It's just news. Like, Fox News is illegal in half the world, bro. Because they exaggerate so fucking much. Fox News is... Elite. You're telling me Barack Obama isn't from Africa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that not true? Oh, man. Well, I guess uh, the change channels. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's move the topic to a great movie that I saw this last weekend that no one gives a shit about called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, I heard Marvel's was, new movie. I was gonna say I heard that was a Marvel thing or it's, something. It's like that. a new movie. It's fantastic. I couldn't recommend it enough. Is is it true that uh who, who owns Marvel at the moment? Disney owns Marvel. Okay. And has owned Marvel. Who has the rights for for that for that uh that section of it, like that superhero? Disney. Disney. Like Disney owned everything that Marvel made. Okay. Okay. There's like certain movie rights that like Sony owns Spider Man. Up until just recently, Fox owned the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Okay. However, they ended up being bought by Disney also. So it's not like, who cares? So the only actual property that Disney don't fully own is Spider-Man. But even then, he's appearing in 
Disney movies now, so it's not get really mad because <laughs> Disney are gonna buy everything. So it's like, all right, you know, that, that works out. We'll get to you eventually. <laughs> we'll we'll get them. Um, anyways, great movie, highly recommend it. The martial arts are fantastic. Simu Lee, I believe, is the main actor's name. Does a great job, and uh, Aquafina plays like the main female lead, and she's hilarious. There's a girl named Aquafina. I guess so. Yes, she was so. in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. A movie uh, about a movie. crazy rich Asians. It was a good movie. Okay. So she's yeah. kind of like the funny girl in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about the gay one. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, she could be. <laughs> Speaking of movie stars, <laughs> The Rock recently said he is going to run for president if Shut people want him to. Up. The Rock has stated, Shut the I do fuck have up. a goal to unite our country, and I also feel that it is what the people want and that I will do that. Oh, Johnson no. said when asked about his presidential ambitions in an interview broadcast on the Today Show on Monday. See, you see, this is, this is the issue right here. <laughs> so, get back to media. <laughs> yeah, get back to media. Yes. Because media. media can make these type of things. Oh my God. Which yes. Is, which is horrific. Which yes. Is horrific. Because, That's what I'm saying. Why would, because what? just because you're a nice guy, a good person, a good actor. Like, dude, just, Donald Trump was likable before he started. Yeah, just because you're likable doesn't mean you deserve to be president. Yes. You need oh to have my attributes. God. Like, this needs to be a job title where there is, hey, this person needs to have, be able to do this, this, Dude, this, this Angela Merkel in Germany so has like a doctorate in astrophysics. Who? The prime minister. You know Angela Merkel? No. He said the prime minister of who? The prime minister. Oh, the prime minister of Germany for yes. the last 10, 12 yeah. years or something. Yes. She literally had a doctorate or two in astrophysics. Like, and here we are. Like, like you said. Yeah. Considering this dude. And you know what's the crazy part? Is similar to the way Donald Trump ran. People are going, like, I'm all for him. <laughs> I'm all for him. Dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. People are going to say that about The Rock. Yep. Yeah, they're going to uh, Have you seen Fast Nine? <laughs> that movie's fantastic. <laughs> 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 how, how could you replace. What's that one guy who passed away? Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Paul. How could you replace Paul Walker, but you do it with. What's this guy? Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> no, 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 no character. No character. No character. Speaking of politics, uh, your oh, country no. I saw of that. origin, El Salvador, accepts cryptocurrency yeah. as a legal tender. The craziest part about this whole story is that they bought $21 million of Bitcoin the day before they made the announcement. Part of that feels like, okay, they were clearly going to do it because you don't just buy 21 million. And the other part, too, is since it happened on Tuesday that it went through, Bitcoin went from $52,000 being one Bitcoin has gone down to 45000 So it kind of took a big hit over the last week. People realized, like, okay, governments are going to start doing this. So a lot of traders are wondering they should either pull out or buy a bunch at the moment because it's going to be more accepted. Yeah. Really no way of knowing. I do think it's interesting that in the idea of cryptocurrency, El Salvador becomes one of the first major, because it's, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. another country. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's a full country. It's not yeah. like, you, you know, obviously you can kind of use it, mm -hmm. but I mean, this is like, you can go have a crypto wallet and go to the store and buy a Coke. I mean, it's, you know, mm -hmm. 
the thing that about Star Wars that I don't know if, I don't know if you both know, but they have a very very young president. Yeah, President Bukele. Yeah, President Bukele. So he's very very young, very hip. Even the way he dresses, he dresses his hat backwards. Yeah, he, he dresses like he, he dresses how we would dress. Kind of like a Guido. Right, right, and he's and he talks to people like that. He does podcasts with. He does podcasts. You know what president goes on there and you don't see Donald Trump going on like a Barack Obama did Marin. Yeah, but was he was he at the when he was president? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's he's talking to like young guys that are doing vacation vacation podcasts. Oh, he's like, doing like, like fun podcasts. Fun podcasts, not just like educational. Yeah. Like, he's doing fun. He's, going, he's probably doing multiple. He's probably do, going. Obama did like Marin small ones. content creators. Yeah. And yeah. Like. yeah. 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 But he's just very like into the youth. So maybe. So is that what he's trying to do? He's like he's clearly trying to. Maybe take a shot in that way. I don't. What I had read was that he's like aiming to use like a clean way to get remittances in the country when people send money to El Salvador okay. instead of having to use like other mechanisms. Now they have like this channel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because like they like COVID or some shit had affected their economy or something. They needed an influx of cash or something. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I think I'm done. The uh, El Salvador was suffering for a long, long time there. They were, they were, they were having a tough time for a long, for a long time there. So they've been very happy with this president so far. Yeah. Like every, you know, all my family members are very happy. Anybody that we talked to from over there, very happy. Like it's, with, it's genuinely happy. Yeah. Genuinely, like happy that this guy was president. Damn. Generally happy. Yeah. Is El Salvador a pretty democratic state? I I personally don't know that. Impression. Um, Oh, what if, what what would that even mean? Like, no, just because if he was whether he was elected or appointed, I mean, you know, the fact oh, that he's so yeah. liked, are people like, okay, well, he's in there, and we do like him, or like we like him already, we appointed him, and he's doing a good job. Okay. I I honestly think he's just you know just a decent guy, which they haven't had for a, for a long time, which is the issue. Really is like That's they they had major issues with the government, like that mm-hmm. was the main reason in the eighties why my my grandparents. Um, Immigrated from over there because yeah. of the huge, the huge civil war that they had. Yeah. Um, basically, the government was just, um, just they were they were trying to take over. They weren't allowing it, and there was no. guerrilla warfare, and they just they were taking kids from their villages, killing families, anybody who you know stepped in their way. Just the government was taking complete control and just Jesus. just anarchy there. So yeah, well, it's good to hear that that's not the case anymore. Yeah, making work out of that. Nice. Supposedly something like that is happening in Ghana right now, and like the the dude who's taking control is like an American trained guy. Really? So they're installing some sort of like puppet leader over there in Ghana right just now. Just in the meantime, so that they can just do whatever they want in the background. Yeah. What was that? So they can do whatever they want in the background. Yeah, you know, like control the resources of the country. Right. You know, open it up to industry, multinational corporations. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Ghana supposedly has a lot of resources, really uh, has a lot of natural resources. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll have to look that. I have seen that, like, the dude who's getting installed as leader um, took a picture in front of the AFRICOM uh, Center, which is like African Central Command for the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a military operations center. And he took a picture with a bunch of, like, CIA agents, like, like, like smiling, like, hey guys, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like, it just got leaked all over, and everybody's like, yeah, this is going on right now. But yeah, like, this is what's going on. Yeah. What a nice guy. <laughs> Seems like a friendly bloke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, well, 
first time that's happened. Um, that shit happened in yeah. Bolivia too a few years ago. Well, during the Trump administration. Jeez. They had a a female like Christian fascist uh, president who the moment she took uh, office, she did an exorcism of the of the. Um, what essentially, their White House. What do we call? She just did an exorcism. Um, because <laughs> the, <laughs> like first the, thing she does in because the old president uh, <laughs> was an indigenous dude, and they had never had an indigenous president, even no. though it's in a mostly indigenous country. Like it's like mostly indigenous, no. and the minority there is white people. And so wait, they, so white, she did an exorcism of the White House. Uh, yeah, she did an exorcism of the White House because, like, as in, like, she's like, oh, you're, 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 you're demon spirits that you. Oh, she did do an exorcism. No, she literally did. <laughs> she literally went into like the Oval <laughs> Office, Oval Office, and everything. And, That's not bad. Yeah, we should do that every couple of years here. That's a good idea. You don't know what these guys are doing. Yeah, yeah just keep us clean. Yeah, yeah, dude. As it just like, all right, and now after the president's, what is it, the uh, state of. Bolivia? No, no, no. What do they call when a president first gets Oh, the State of the Union. Yeah, sta- all right. And after the State of the Union address, and you see people like in the background, like, oh, we're going to have our <laughs> union purging. <laughs> He's like, are we almost done yet? All right, I'll, another five minutes. All right, got to get the old office finally. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, that was a great line. I did enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was my last part. I think it'd be uh, interesting to speak about why we like wine and why we like each other. Because they kind of do right hand in hand. Yeah, this wine's really strong. That's where I actually came from. Because we all kind of met through the restaurant industry, which is why we're doing A, this, and B, drinking wine. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because I, I mean, I've known, I met both of you at different times, but we then became really good friends working at a restaurant together. You got to get a little bit. Okay. There we go. Oh, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Because I met you like fully working at Geneva Inn. Yeah. And that's when we kind of met more about wine because we had a sommelier that was training there. So yeah, Anthony's the dude who got me into wine personally. Same. But Same. I I always kind of liked wine on the surface, but mm-hmm. you know Anthony. Teaching how he taught. What's his last name, Garcia? Garcia, yeah. Shout out to Anthony Garcia. Yep, that's right, shout out. We'll give him a plug. We'll put his Instagram right here. That's right, we'll, we'll tag his handle. <laughs> yeah, we'll tag his handle. Go to his restaurant wherever he's working. We'll also put that down below. Just Google him. <laughs> Find him. Also, buy stuff from his wife. I mean, I think he has, I don't know she has like a small business or something. Oh, okay. We'll buy stuff from her wife. Cool. Nothing but good health to her two kids. I believe they have two kids. Now. They're low key, really beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, and it doesn't get better than Asian babies. <laughs> you it's kind of like a cheat code. It really is. It really is. <laughs> I've never seen a bad looking Asian baby. They they are super adorable. Yeah. Right. yeah. Have you guys seen that Pixar short? Where like the, the babies are like dumpling. Yeah, yeah. That, that is so weird. Off-putting. It is so weird. <laughs> I think it played before The Incredibles too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think right. it was Incredibles too. Yeah. I remember watching that short and being like, I don't know what this is about, but the animation is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. It was like about a mom who like raised the baby and then she was sad because then ended up leaving and then became adults and it kind of was meant to go in line with the story of like when we saw Incredibles 
to when we were adults in Incredibles 2, my parents went through that, but it's like, wouldn't it be better if we see it from the point of view of the child and not the mom? Yeah, I didn't get that. No. I didn't get but that. it was about a dumpling. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The recall on this motherfucker is good. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I was in my head. All I remember in my head was like the art style. And I like remember her cutting how, chives. How adorable. Yeah, I remember how, just being weird. Kind of being in the kitchen. She did a scene where she was doing like this. To, to like form it. This guy has really good memory. I was really so confused. Well, it's when you're shocked and traumatized <laughs> by this <certain laughs> Pixar short, I'm like, okay, I guess this is what's going on. And then Incredibles 2, sir, and you're like, okay, Monty Mole, whatever the fuck this guy's name is, is on the screen. Which, which wasn't that great, but. No. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> But no, we did meet working at a restaurant and we did enjoy it. Yeah, that's probably why they fucking they fired out. <laughs> Dude, they were pretty fucking like. They the were like. money we were throwing out the window. They were like that old man in Jurassic Park. Like, we will spare no expense. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, there was. I remember going downstairs and counting, like, I think it was 11 bottles of Southern Comfort. And I went back upstairs and I asked the manager. I think it was Anthony. Yeah, because he was a bar manager. And I remember asking him like, hey, do, do do you want me to bring up any Southern Comfort from downstairs to put on the rail or to put on like the back? And he's like, we don't even use Southern Comfort. I'm like, well, that's great. Because we have 11 fucking bottles downstairs that are collecting dust. Might as well use it. Yeah. yeah do we want to use it for old fashions? He's like, no, we're not using that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'm right, sorry. Yeah. It's better with age, I guess. Yeah, yeah. People do say it about something comfort. It tastes better once you crack it open. You know, let it air out, <laughs> let it breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that that's when it's <laughs> a character. Yeah, you know, like, like the people that drink it, you want it to really, you know, breathe and, and get some years on it. Right, like a good Louis the Thirteenth. Like a good exactly, <laughs> which we also had. We also had a bottle we of Louis the Thirteenth. Which I'm I'm kind of upset now in hindsight that not one so it's you know, like took a straw in there. I definitely <laughs> yeah, there's a there was, especially once we had I don't want to yeah. <laughs> Open it up. <laughs> why did I not just put a straw and like kinda of looked around and I was like, Oh, it's not that good. You know, like why did I do that? Yeah. No. I used to I used to leave that place. Especially towards the end of before I left. I used to leave that place like pretty fired up because I live like five minutes away. So I would drink with him. He'd like pour Dude. me a cocktail or two, but he would make them like five. Dude. We'll beat this. We'll bleep his name out. He knows who he is. <laughs> he knows he is. Dude, but he would. Ooh, he would. Yeah, he would, He told me an impressive story when I first met him working because he was a bartender at a very small restaurant. I ever saw. And the bar gets action, but it gets like server action. Yeah. Like he would have to make cocktails for us. He'd have to like pour wine, open bottles of wine. I remember one story he told me, he's like, you know, I, I kind of have a rule that whenever I'll pick a table who's drinking and I'll like, I'll try to match them each round. Oh, like, no. what if it's a 12? He's like, yeah, I'll just match them. He's like, if they get seven rounds, I'll drink seven drinks in the span of like four hours, which is like fine. <laughs> But if, if then you're like, hey, are we going to the bar later? It's like, <laughs> I'm like oh, maybe. <laughs> I can't be able to guess that. <laughs> so yeah, I, would, I remember leaving a couple times and being like, all right, I'm so glad that my drive is around the corner and then around the corner. Yeah. It was a little rough sometimes, but. Dude, like Jimmy was always, 
hot with the plugs. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, how have I not? It sounds awful, but like, how did I not get just DUI, DUI after DUI? Right. There were times where like, <laughs> there were times where I was like leaving the bar downtown where I'm like, am I okay? Like, like, <laughs> like, uh, like just not even like to drive, but in the head. <laughs> like, why am I making these decisions? But, well, I am by the way, but but that's the guy that made you guys uh, get into wine. Yeah, Anthony really got us into wine because, yeah, like I said, he would literally open like yeah. fifty dollar bottle of wines every shit. And those every little night. wine sessions that we had with those fifty dollars are kind of what got me into it. What same here? Because like we would just sit around and look at the color. Like he would have us compare ex- taste. He would pick on people yeah. and he'd be like, "Describe this wine." Yeah. And you'd have an idiot who would be like, mm. and that idiot's name was Luis. <laughs> well, it's red. <laughs> you know, you try to smell it, and he's like, yeah, he, he taught that, like, it, it was spicy. Yeah. Yeah, he would kind of teach, like, it goes from, like, top to bottom. Like, you want to eye it, you want to smell it, you want it to, you know, taste ever the whole thing. So I'm like, all right, well, that's right. Like, yeah. he always talked about look at the outside color on yeah. the, like, like you'd have you like hold it against a piece of paper look at the color mm-hmm. kind of like on the outside mm-hmm. and look at the color on the inside dark like, blue inside yeah or white on the outside and then just start look at the legs look at the legs mm-hmm. the legs being like you know like what the wine is dripping after you spin but then you know do your full right. Because have you seen the movie Gargoyle like Drink? Take your window box, essentially. But that, yeah, that's how I. No, I'd be hooked. I'd be hooked off that too. Yeah, and I was only like, I well, we both were. We're only 21, 22, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. we're tasting wines that like I have no right to taste. We really didn't, right. to be honest. Yeah. That's and about be, the age I think I, I started drinking. He'd be like, too. "Hey, like, let's try this Albarino," and I'm like, "This what now? This, this Albino? This what? what? Where, <laughs> would you just call me?" <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you would taste these like crazy wines and had no idea how to like even explain it to people. Yeah. And you'd have people that were complaining about their overcooked steak, and you're like, "Well, I'm glad I spent my fucking pre-show drinking because <laughs> <laughs> now I need to explain to them why their steak is taking 45 minutes and why when it came out it was overcooked." Yeah, for sure. So you know, it's, you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> it was an interesting place. Yeah. It was an interesting place to work, but that's that's when you and I really met and, and connected, and yeah. I think I, formed a pretty good friendship. When we did we. Both start there at the same time, or who started first? So you were there when they were doing the reopening. Yes, and you like, because you, you guys did like a whole window of yeah. operation. Yeah, like it was from the beginning. You guys were yeah. trained, and you were under a different right. cook, and a, a, the two Shut. main managers being had yes. a lot of input. And yes. so. I came because of another a mutual friend of all three of us, which is Eduardo, who was also there. Eduardo's the one that got you in? Yeah, because I remember yeah, I, wanted, no. I wanted to leave my current job at the time really badly because yeah. I was very miserable. Because everybody I had worked with that I then become really good friends with had left. So I was like the last Mohican. <laughs> like, you know, everybody that I had started with within the course of a year had left. <laughs> I mean, you know, I felt like, uh, 
I felt like yeah, I felt like Russell Westbrook. You know, essentially. <laughs> I felt like Russell All Westbrook. Rolling in the thunder. <laughs> yeah, I was the last one. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I could get into the All Star team, but is that all I want? You know, it was kind of like that. So I noticed. So I was like, all right, I want to leave. And the manager had just come in. Really didn't know what he was doing. He had no, he had no backbone. So then uh, Eduardo was like, hey, you should come and work at this new place that I'm working at. And I was like, oh, like, is it pretty expensive? It's pretty nice. He's like, dude, appetizer like 20 bucks, blah, blah, blah. And then when I got hired, they had slashed the prices <laughs> by like 10, 15%. <laughs> so how long was it until you guys both came to cafe? So that was a year later. A year later. So we were at for a full year full-time only Yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then we, well, you actually were like, hey, we should start applying to other places. And we spent a day literally driving around. Do you remember that? We spent yeah. a day driving around applying at uh, Simple, um, Chuck's, the Abbey, and uh, both Harpoons and Cafe. Mm-hmm. And you ended up getting the phone call at Cafe before I did. You were like, yeah, I just got hired at Cafe. We were playing pool at my place one time. And so I was like, oh shit. You're like, you should call and see what's going on because it's been a week since we applied. So I ended up calling and talking to mm-hmm. And Zach was like, yeah, I did try to call you. And it must have gone to voicemail or something. But yeah, you should come in for an interview. So then I did come for an interview. And then we ended up starting pretty much around the same time. Yeah. I think you had a couple of days ahead of me. Because you got your interview before me. But mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a ride, man. Yeah, we went from yeah, then to then. I remember leaving Janelle because like that one. We left pretty bad terms. Yeah. Well, what did nah, I mean, like, you say? I remember that one like chick manager who came in with a stick up her ass, and I was like, "I'm not gonna fucking deal with you." Like, is, that, no, is that because that's a woman? Is that because it's no, a woman? No, we had mostly <laughs> real managers. <laughs> <laughs> we almost always had female managers. Why, so, why do you think that is? No, she was just like some. Yeah, she was like this hefty, like husky. Oh, I never worked with her. Like, I know who you're talking about, but I never worked with her. And she was just such a fucking. Because this is when you and I were both kind of like in trans. We were already working at cafe, yeah. and we were the last on the last mm-hmm. edge. Yeah, you were already out. I think you had to like bounce sooner than I. I I, I did bounce sooner than you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was like fully in cafe. That's a good decision you guys made. Yeah. yeah. Was I mean? No, honestly, they were switching managers. They switched managers and chefs like two or three times. So then we were there for think about it. We were there for a year, and then switched. It was very yeah. They had switched entirely new staff from the top to bottom. Yeah. It was like new chef, new manager, and it was just insane. Yeah. But, you know, I did learn a lot working there, but I also learned the most important thing, which was if you don't like a job, you should find new one. Yeah, <laughs> there's a ton of others. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, which is like, I think once you know that, it's like if you really don't like a job, there is a million other jobs. Right. Right. Like you're better off fucking being the fry guy at McDonald's than being miserable. Yeah. So that, but yeah, then once we got to cafe, then it was like, it was almost like, and it sounds weird saying it, but it was almost like high school again. Yeah. yeah. It was like nice. first day of high school because everybody there was so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. We're, we're all like, very, we're first all very close there. Like, and we became closer. Right I've been, yeah, and I've been there since I was, I was 18. When I mean, I think about it, all three of us worked together. So Dude, we're we're still talking. we had a chill ass gang at fucking yeah. the. That first year at Geneva, those first like three That's months. That's first summer, bro. Those first three months were fun, but after that it was like. That like summer was fucking magical, bro. Because every day was a shit show, so you had to just bond. 
Yeah, trauma bonding, baby. <laughs> Every, I, the funniest story to this day that I can think about of working at a restaurant to this day was Phil Corral walking in. <laughs> but I'd ask him. Yeah. <laughs> so he. <laughs> So the, the way that the rooms were set up was there was a uh, private dining room next to the main restaurant. But you could access the private dining room from outside, essentially. Like, you walked up in the, uh, an exterior door. Mm-hmm. You could either walk through the main entrance or you could go to the private dining room. And this was intended for, like, uh, essentially, it was business their groups, right, business groups so they could have their own shit. And so I was in there just sitting down by myself. And it was 8 a.m., no fill, no call, no show. We didn't know where he was. He was like the only busser on duty. We're like, so we, he's probably not coming in, right? An hour and a half goes by. I'm in that private dining room by myself, folding napkins. Just it's it's empty. We're not doing shit. And the door busts open. It closes behind him. He doesn't even look to his left where I'm at. He just turns to right where there's a counter, really similar to this, with a sink and a couple of drawers. He turns the sink on and he, let, he puts his head under it, lets it run for like five minutes. No. For like five minutes. That long? And I didn't even say anything to him because I'm like, okay, clearly he's not okay. He must be hungover. He must be like feeling sick. And then finally turns around, full apron, full dress shirt, name tag on his, on his shirt. Looking good. I mean, everything was good except him. <laughs> like he was confident enough to get dressed. And he's soaking wet. I mean, soaking. He just ran the fucking water underneath himself for five minutes. And he makes eye contact with me. And the lights were on, but no one was fucking home. I mean, he was operating on pure mechanical muscle movements. Like, he knew how to drive. He knew how to walk. But that was about it. So he looks at me, and he's like, oh, man, I didn't even see you. I'm just like, yeah, um, what's up, man? He's like, oh, dude, I... Dropped a bunch of acid last night. I'm still feeling it. And I'm like, okay. And then he just walked in and proceeded to bust like nothing happened. Good for him. Just started picking up plates, dancing on the dining room. <laughs> it was just, I had so much fun while he was busting. It was just... That's great. And he would tell me about like things that he would say at tables. Like, when, he, when he would pour water. He would be like, baby, boom, boom. And he's just like, like a funny, funny. Like. It's impossible not to laugh when you're around. Yeah. It. Like he could be completely serious, tell yeah. a serious story, and you're like, dude, is this, <laughs> is this real? It, it was just impossible not to laugh around him. That's hilarious. Did he finish like proing you? Do like a spin? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he would say things like, hey, don't worry, the water's on me. <laughs> Which is like such, like a, like a sad joke. Yeah, it's just like a dad, a silly joke. And he would, I was like, oh, do people laugh? He's like, most of the time they don't. <laughs> but the fact that he would continue to do it every table, I mean, it was just great. And dude, he was... Oh, man. This guy's just living life, just just enjoying life. Like yeah, no matter what situation, yeah, you know that guy's having a good time. Yeah, no, he was. That guy could be picking up dog poop at the park all day and just having a great time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you would like dance, like because we'd have music blasting in there. Yeah, because it'd be us who would control it, and he would just like walk around the dance floor. Like. <laughs> 
awesome. Yeah, it was interesting working there. That's awesome. And then once we got to get paid, it was like also interesting, Weird. but interesting and like over crazy busy. Yeah. And we were making good money, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. it was like it was. I, I thought it was a fun crew when you first got. Yeah, it was yeah. just a cool. It was just a cool group to be. It around. was a good yeah. group. It was. It was also fun to simply like. And like it was so organized, I, I, it was completely different to what we did for real. Dude, we were, like kept that shit running. Like, whoo, that thing was like a ship, bro. Like it was the side work, every chart. And yeah, that was the like, first time I've ever seen that happen. Yeah, where like you'd come in and you, you knew what you were supposed you to do. You knew your side work. You knew who else was doing yeah. their side work. Mm-hmm. So and if anything was down, you knew who to blame or who to go after. Right? And you didn't feel like. It could be 10, 12 servers in there, or five, and it would still run the same. You know, like, yeah. smooth, clean, sound no, it was, done. Yeah, working there that first year was like, oh shit. And like, it was the first time I saw a restaurant do like 500 people in the night. Yeah. And I think the cool thing was just like, all, the, all of us had like, a personality. Like right. it wasn't like yeah. anyone that would they didn't have like yeah. a uniqueness to them. Right. Like it was yeah. like solid people. And it's just, almost like that kind of came out of you. Yeah. Like it was no there was no choice but to be like extroverted. Because if you were just like a person that came in with your headphones on and was like I'm doing my side work, I'm gonna First of all you got picked on Yeah you second second of all nobody wanted to work next to you. Right. Yeah. Everybody like fuck that guy. We're just gonna make his life miserable. And we didn't have anybody I, like that, thankfully. But I, I think one of the funniest people we we did work there with when we were all there was was uh, was funny. And I think I think one of the funniest stories I had was actually with Juan and him talking. Oh yeah, what happened, brother? To this day, I can't I can't ever forget it because I remember I started laughing so hard. I don't know the conversation. Dude, or I don't what we were talking about. about. It was like China or some shit. We were talking about something. China or something, but you guys really? were just going back and forth. And I'm talking, and you know, you're you're you, but like there's like this big buff guy that like you know he you looks just, like a fucking walking like whiskey barrel. Yeah, no, hundred percent. He's like five seven, but he walks around. He's like, like five seven, two hundred forty yeah. pounds. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Fake is all hell. Right. Definitely. We were talking about because the conversation originally started with myself. And we were talking about, like, who did you vote for? And then mm-hmm. we kind of made our way towards the dining room. And he was already fired up um, talking about his point of view. And then you started talking to him about, like, well, China and America. And to this day, I can't ever forget that you said, you know, I hate to break it to you, but America isn't the superpower <laughs> it once was. <laughs> but just, just the context and the situation that just happened. Yeah. Just like... Just like it was back and forth, back and forth, and then all of a sudden, it's just like I hate to break it to you, like, I hate to tell you that you're wrong, and I was like, you're absolutely fucking wrong. No, it was, yeah. that was really interesting. No, I remember I had like a similar like interaction with her, with something like that, uh, something like that. Yeah. But it was like way more chill, I would say. Rather. She was like, I'm very what the, yeah. not, but it was just. <laughs> She was just talking about how like police and people just gotta listen and basically you know you know the talking points. Yeah. Like well if they would just listen they wouldn't shoot them and shit like that. And it, and I just like brought up like but like I don't know it kind of feels like all these other wealthy countries don't shoot their citizens right. at the same rates that we do. Like right yeah. And as a 
citizen of a supposedly wealthy country, I would kind of like that safety from police officers. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel like a giant ask. That's, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, it has to do with, like, division, man. Like, how we're just a big melting pot. Like, I feel like other countries... We're a big melting pot in, like, 20% like, yeah. of the land and, I feel and like, everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I just feel like other countries are united, you know? They're, like, proud to be, like... Hey, I'm French, you know what I mean? But like yeah. Americans, like some of us are proud and some of us are just not. Some of us are Nah, homie, that's uh, like, have you ever seen, do you know anything about French fucking protest culture? Nothing. They'll protest at like the slightest tax increase. <laughs> <laughs> no, they really but, but, will. But bro. they're probably still proud to be French, you know what I mean? They're not but like, like they're, they're, they are like, what? Fucking Fox News pretends liberals in America are like yeah. the French are really like that. Like they had the yellow vest movement like a, two years ago because uh, President Macron tried to increase a gas tax for like five percent or some yeah. shit like that. The whole country shut down. Like and there was like uh, <laughs> yeah, people yeah. on the streets rioting and wearing like uh, construction vests. Yeah. Like and that shit happens almost every five to ten years. Like and. Like, there's, I don't know, like, Canada is also, like, I don't know, I, I don't think that... So let me ask you this, then, yeah. why, then, why, then why is it so bad here? I mean, what do you mean it's so bad? Well, you, like, you, you said, like, you want to feel safe when a cop comes up to you, you know what I mean? Why do you oh, think, I, why would, do you, I would think, why think that's probably our, think our that's, pretty chill, or like, relaxed gun laws. You think uh, it's because of it's due specifically to gun laws? I mean, yeah, like they kind of have to feel like everybody's fucking armed, so they have to treat everyone yeah. like a fucking like killer, if like you, essentially. Yeah. Versus like in other places where not everybody is mm -hmm. as armed as they right. are. Like, and if they are, it's like super, super legal. Like a bunch of these wealthy countries um, have most of their police forces aren't even armed. They walk around without pistols, like because. They're not like seeing people with fucking guns on them. Yeah. Like, why, why does America have so many? I couldn't tell you. Like from the beginning, like, like we what's, were. What's the people that have them? What's their What's their? From the beginning, like there's like been this fetishization, like Wild West, like macho kind of culture. Well, it's also the idea that's kind of come with guns. I, I think it's a. I mean, not that I know, but like I feel like what I've heard people say is that it's because they they want to feel like they want to feel safe from the government itself. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like I, they think that that's that's well, an they issue. Wanna, yeah, they want to trust. Yeah, but I mean, they, like, they, I they, clearly trust the they clearly don't trust the government because they, yeah. they feel like hey, if something shit hits the fan, like I need to be able to protect myself. You know what I mean? Like, which is what happened in the very. I mean, that's what happened in the revolution. Is we wanted the protection, which is you know the American Civil or not the Revolutionary War is like they wanted to overthrow the British government and they wanted to keep that in place. Because it ever happened again. Do you, do you think having gun having people have so having so many guns helps helps the USA be so powerful? Uh, it's, it's I mean, because do you think that that sticks into so in other countries' mind to attack us? Be like, hey, no. they, have, they have military, but like, there's also a guy. There's also probably nah. all these people with guns, Billions. civilians, <laughs> civilians that have that all have guns and pistols. Nah, we got two oceans and two continents uh, above us and below us that that do all that defending for us. Like, we literally have two oceans as our borders, the Atlantic and the Pacific, yeah. and Canada and Mexico and Central America are below us. Like, those are our borders, those are all, like, extremely close allies. Like, yeah. It, there's just, we would see everything coming from, like, there's just idea that, like, it's kind of as a protection. 
I don't really think it's a protection from other countries. I think if anything, it can kind of be a protection, like from, like authoritarian or fascistic governments, because like that's kind of like what the um, black Southerners used it like mm-hmm. when uh, sheriffs would work with the KKK in the South. Um, black Southerners had rifles and they would like in every house, right? And they would no. just. Um, be from their porch and be like, get the fuck away from me. Like, you guys have your guns, we have ours. Like, leave us alone sort of shit. Yeah. So, like, like your um, example of the, like, the government kind of, like, it's almost like a protection from the government rather yeah. than, like, a protection from other governments. Mm-hmm. But that kind of comes with, like, the reality that, like, yeah, you're probably right. And, like, those examples are all true. Like, that did happen in the very recent past, right? Like, because the civil rights era really wasn't that long ago. It was, like, one generation no, ago, really, if you think about it. Like, during our grandparents' childhood, like, right. essentially. Um, like, yeah, well, that those sort of stories did happen. We also had to live with the reality that, like, we're kind of exchanging the safety of a lot of citizens who interact with police for that, right? And, like, no. that's just an exchange that we're making. And, like, the media doesn't really, like, grapple with it so much. It's just, like, you just hear the other side of the story like we were talking yeah. about. Like, mm-hmm. like, we don't hear, oh, but, yeah, we, we do die from, like, crazy rates of gun violence. Like, yeah, there's, like, good sides to it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. deny it, like... Like the Fred Hampton in Chicago, they were fucking socialists who were starting like their own little mutual aid uh, programs all over Chicago, and they ended up in a gun battle with the FBI. Like, it's true, but I mean that also means that when I get stopped by a cop, he's gonna like, he's he might from Andrew Castillo yeah. my ass, you know, like he right. might be on the offensive. Yeah, like game. oh, by the way, officer, I like to hunt. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I get your point. I get like, your point because I, I feel it. Do you know I'm what I mean? A, I feel it when I'm with a cop, and I like, I feel the the, the tension. I feel the tension. Yeah. I feel the judgment. I yeah. feel the, the yeah. Just just the energy is not right. Yeah. And, and like there's I, just a I, tension I, in the air where they're right. like trained to like see you trained as a uh, borderline enemy. You yeah. could be uh, yeah. You know the the bad. Like you. The, Everybody you see can be Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, that's basically what they fucking yeah. train them like, you know. Which is, you know, important to train people. Like, all right, everybody could be the enemy. Yeah. But I think they also need the other side of training of, like, hey, not everyone might be. You know, which is, like, would you rather have a bunch of defensive people or... Yeah. So what do you do to fix that? I don't think there is a fix. I think you either give everybody a gun or you just take them all the way. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's not, the, that's not the only reason you find someone threatening. No, but there's, there's other things. There's involved. some people that are immediately there's involved. race involved, yeah. there's gender involved. There's there's a ton of things. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not just that he could potentially have a gun. That's just like I would say a magnifying factor. You know, yeah. Something that escalates everything by right. like one or two. No, no, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll end it on that. What's up? You gotta hit that red button.